Hey everyone, so welcome to a Swift Kick in the Soul. This week is a little different. We sat down to have a conversation about a particular topic, and what happened was we just kind of got talking about this other thing, and it became a great discussion. So we're going to leave you with this. Please enjoy this week's episode of a Swift Kick in the Soul. Thank you. This is kind of related. I, I, I do want to talk about weapons. I don't know quite how to do it, but I want to talk about weapons and... Um, hmm. uh, for for or against, obviously you're for weapons. Yeah, yeah right. Um, I'm I'm for weapons. Sure. Yeah. Um, I I like them. Isn't that odd? Right. I think that's odd. Yeah. It's a bit odd. I, I, I like it, but I think it's for a lot of people. I think that's odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, for many people, it's very natural. I think um, it's it's unusual for somebody who's not a soldier. Mm. Right. Like I'm not a soldier. You know. Like I don't. I'm not not a professionally. Right. I'm, I'm not a professional. Yeah, professional. I'm not a hired gun. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, that's a different kind of subset of people who are obviously interested in weapons. What is it that you like about? I mean, is it an aesthetic thing? Is it a usefulness it thing? It is a, it's, um, yeah, that function lust, right? Yeah. Where um, right. something that works so well, right? Which is so effective and so powerful and yet, um, precise yeah um it, it's the mechanics and ergonomics and aesthetics of it it's the um the experience the totality of the experience powerfulness mm. of the experience uh, some of that is about today you know like mm. the there's bias against power like guns that's that's too po- you mean too powerful what does that mean like for me i'm like too powerful yeah um i'll let you know like when I get too powerful? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't gotten there yet. <clears throat> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's plenty of thing, obstacles to gaining power. Ooh. and what, like Yeah, right. So plenty I'm, run I'm, way not, left. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, 50 caliber, sure, that's too powerful for me personally. But okay. if it's not, like, okay, like for you, you want that? Like that's not, you know, it doesn't hurt you? Okay, good for you. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I I do appreciate the power which weapons give you. They're they're the force. Uh, it's it's a force multiplier. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you too. Is it something also about the way it um, ramps up your own defensiveness capability right. and makes right. you more effective and more powerful? Right. Even just the the simplest one. I mean, uh, guns. Uh, the, the reason I like guns partly is because they are well. They're such a good weapon. Mm. They're just good. They have been for many years. They're just really, really good at what they do. Um, But even just like a stick, the bow staff, Mm. um, to extend your reach, right? It's still, the message is the same. Right. Right? If I hit you with my fist, is it really any better hitting you with my elbow than hitting you with a stick? Right. From your perspective, it's not any better, right? I mean, either one hurts. Right. So... For, from my perspective, it would allow it allows me to project my capacity further, huh. to increase, to expand, to multiply my right. my force, my abilities, my reach. Right, right, yeah, that makes sense. So that's um, that's kind of inspiring, really. Mm. Mm, if I can do that, well, how else can I reach further? Mm. Interesting. Yeah, right. And is there a question mm. uh, for like lethality as 
as far as like lethal and non-lethal weapons and the, the so, intention um, of those weapons? Yeah, so uh, that is a great question. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, here's something I don't ever say about guns. Right? When people say, well, guns are dangerous. I say, no, nope, guns are not dangerous. Unless there is some real flaw in its manufacture. Right. Or you're doing something you know, really stupid, which is, of course, a human being being dangerous. People are definitely dangerous. Definitely dangerous. Um, but um, what a gun is, is lethal. Right. right? That's it. That's right? different. You're talking about lethality. I'm glad yeah. you said that word because... Um, uh, there is um, in the legal and even in the philosophical discussion of using force, uh, you have there. There is a line drawn at lethal force. Like, when can I use lethal force? Right. And there are times where you're legally allowed to use lethal force. Mm-hmm. Almost everywhere in the world, you know, it's different in many cultures, different places, different laws, different states. But almost everywhere has, at some point, some point yeah. you know, if it's me or him, you know, you're allowed to use lethal force to mm-hmm. save your life. That's at least, I think, um, and I believe religiously that's definitely an imperative. Hmm. Interesting. Now, really not, interesting. All, not all religions agree about that. Right. <clears throat> but um, Judaism is not ultimately a, a pacifistic religion, I don't think. Right. Um, and um, is his blood redder than mine? Mm. Right. He deserves to live more than me. Yeah. If it was really um, me or him, well, yeah, it's it's him. It's him. Right. I wonder. Is there? It would be interesting to try and sets out the point of like when you know that that is that those two things are equal when is the apex of like you know it's it's a binary decision um is there a point right so uh the yes and um first of all i would say there's there's a continuum of force Mm. it's not um force and no force right there's always a continuum and there is a proportional and appropriate force response. Right. Um, uh, So, uh, but there's also what I would call sort of like a unlocking of uh, uh, levels. Um, Is this guy threatening me really? Mm -hmm. How serious is the threat? Right. Is this a life? Is it imminent? Imminent threat of bodily harm. You know, that, that sort of is the, the standard. Like, I can respond if he is going to hurt me yeah. or someone who's right with me and I'm responsible for my kids, my wife, my friend, right? The innocent civilian standing right next to me, something like that. In most places, you're allowed to do that. Sure. Um, well, what if something else was enough? Like, if you could have just hit him. And you didn't have to kill, kill him. him. Yeah, yeah, right. We um, talked about that uh, a few episodes uh, ago. What about pepper spray? Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, good, right? I mean, there's all there's a reason why there are many kinds of weapons. Sure. They're not just lethal weapons. Right. And um, and why things what, that work for one person might not work for another person. Mm. Right? I'm big. You know, a person who's small is small. Uh, uh, 
Big hands, little hands, strong hands, weak hands, fast, slow, old, young, um, where you live, what the real threat you might be facing. Are we talking about a coyote? Right. You know, or, um, or, or, uh, you know, the parking lot, uh, you know, uh, uh, assault. Right. Or a battlefield. Right. Right. All those are, right. There's weapons in each of those (laughs) settings. Um, So there's a continuum, but there's also this unlocking of levels. And once, um, look, if you, if you, if you train with and practice to use a firearm and to carry a firearm, then you have to go through a certain philosophical discussion of, uh, am I really willing to use this weapon? Yeah. And by the way, I would say that's true if you keep a baseball bat by the door. I agree. Right? There's essentially a philosophically the same discussion mm-hmm. because hitting the guy over the head with a baseball bat is pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Not sure I'd rather have that than get shot. <laughs> right. Right? Even uh- as the recipient. Mm. So, And certainly from a moral standpoint, they're both... Potentially lethal. Both potentially lethal. And yep. both brutal and, you know, yeah, yep. right. Excessive right. force, maybe not excessive. Right, well, they are, they are lethal force. Lethal force, yeah. Right. So when you put the uh, baseball bat next to the door, mm-hmm. or when you put pepper spray, you know, on your... By the way, in, in the uh, professional industry, they don't say non-lethal, they say less lethal. Huh. Because almost all weapons are lethal weapons. Right. Uh-huh. Pencil, a butter knife, you know, I yeah. mean, almost anything, right? I mean, you really can kill someone with almost any weapon, you know, so, so uh, it's less lethal, mm. right? Rubber bullets are not non-lethal. Yeah. In the right combination of things, they could kill somebody. Sure. Right. So, um, but once a, um, uh, so you have to think about, would I use this weapon? And under what circumstances? What would have to happen hmm. for me to actually pull the gun, lower the safety, pull the trigger at another person? Yeah. It, it, meaning to stop them, meaning to, you know, which is, you know, potentially lethal. Right. So I, I don't know. I think that's probably different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one thing I really don't understand is someone who says, well, if it's my time, what, what do you mean if it's my time? This... This, this this criminal um uh you, you know uh, it, he decided this is not you know god deciding like somehow some magical system in which no like this is a person who's, who's assaulting you is putting your life in danger and you're just gonna say well you know, uh, and what about someone you're responsible for well it's their time you know just let them kill them you know no of course not that's I, I, that's immoral yeah to just throw up your hands and say i you know i won't stand up for myself Mm. Who won't stand up for themselves? Yeah. So uh, 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 once you've reached the point of uh, I'm, uh, I'm willing to act and to act in a way that I know will harm the other person, to me, it's up to and including lethality. Uh, sure, it's better if I could stop the um, threat by bopping him in the nose. Much better. Yeah. Right? But that, uh, of course, that just reframes the question. Well, what if bopping him in the nose wasn't enough? Right? Because the law wasn't enough. The morality of it wasn't enough. 
the difficulty, the potential consequences, the um, who knows, all the other stuff, the fact that the person might fight back, all those considerations weren't enough to stop him. So why is a bop in the nose going to stop him? Yeah, good point. Good, good point. Right. So um, it just reframes the question further down the decision line. Mm. Um, once that decision has been justified in your mind, and you've unlocked all those codes. This is a righteous action. I am legitimately allowed. Uh, I'm. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, then you. You know. You point and pull. Yeah. Um, so uh, th- there is a binary to it. Um, there's no taking back a-, a blow once it's delivered. Yeah. And um, and there's also that continuum. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I look, it's part of why I think it's kind of important to talk about weapons is so that people understand should they ever uh, be in a situation where they had to use something in defense of themselves, uh, have some practice unlocking those ideas. What would prompt you to actually act in response to someone? Yeah. To defend yourself. What would empower you in your own moral moral system? Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, a lot of people have a weapon um in their house or whatever. They they may purchase a gun or, you know, keep the baseball bat. And for them, and I don't think this is a good thing, but I think that's enough. They say, Okay, I have it, I feel safe, I feel safer, and I'm not going to go through that decision in my mind before the time comes when I actually may have to use that. And probably a lot of people do that. It's definitely not enough. Yeah. You're so right about that. And I definitely, I think a lot of people have that uh, approach. Mm -hmm. Um, That's problematic for so many reasons. Right. Uh, One, um, weapons, like any other tool, um, like the guitar, or the saxophone, if you don't play it, you're going to you know lose ability. Yeah. And let's say you haven't practiced the saxophone in 25 years, but you got a sa- you have a saxophone. Have <laughs> yeah. Right. It's in so the car. You-, you know right where it is. Yeah. It's got a read in it. It's, you know, it's loaded and ready to go, but you haven't played it in 10 years. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly long. you're on. You know, it's your <laughs> turn to solo. I. You know, you're probably going to act at like 50 percent of your capacity. Yeah. So the same is true for a, a, a bow staff or a baseball bat or a pistol or a rifle or anything. Uh, any a, any weapon is a perishable skill. Mm. Should be and should be practiced. Um, at the same time, again, like for me, uh, one of the appeals of a weapon is it, it it's an equalizer. Mm. I I have all the advantages because I'm like a big strong person. But in a in a world without weapons, see, people like to say, "Well, I just wish, just wish there were no guns in the world anymore." Yeah. Okay, I don't because I'm an enthusiast. I like them. You know, yeah. it's, it's a hobby, so I don't wish that. But let's let I'll take it at face value. Okay, let's go back in history even, because there weren't always guns. Mm. Um, but of course, it, it's not like there weren't lethal weapons before guns. Right. The, the world was bloody and lethal. 500 years ago. And really, um, to want a world without guns, I think you could argue is immoral. 
immoral. Interesting. Because um, they're a great equalizer. A world without guns is a world in which the strong uh, take advantage of the weak, mm. in which the powerful take advantage of the disadvantaged and the and, and the and the unpowerful. Yeah, in which the majority take advantage of the minority. Well, some of that still happens. <laughs> in which men take advantage of women. Yeah, for sure. But these are all. It, it's it, it's. Frankly, it's a medieval world. Still. Right? Yeah. Look, um, I, I like to avoid the meme kind of uh, pithy statements about guns and weapons because I, I don't think it, it, it's a helpful conversation, really. And I like to have the conversation. Um, and, and I have a, a lot of uh, friends, people I respect, who, uh, who they don't like weapons. Sure. And they certainly don't like guns. But um, uh, so you know, I, I I don't like to use things that are just like that, that sound pithy. I mean, I want to have a deeper conversation about it. Yeah. But one of them is uh, there's 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 a number of them in, in the gun world and in the you know amongst weapons people. One of them is uh, you know it says um, God created man and Sam Colt made him equal. Huh. Right, Sam Colt, who invented the revolver, mm-hmm. right? Colt's firearms, oh, yeah. right? Um, it, the, there's a lot of truth to that. And I'm not the first to talk about the uh, how uh, having a weapon, being able to extend your force and your ability uh, is a great equalizer. Hmm. Sure, you got to practice and sure it's a perishable skill, but... Most grandmas can, you know, point and pull the trigger. It ain't, it ain't that hard. Yeah, it's definitely not. And uh, against whom do they have any advantage? An old, frail person who's just one person. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have any advantage. But you have a pistol in your hand. Well, now, well, you have options. Yeah, that's a good point. Against m- more than one person. Mm-hmm. Who's bigger than you? So now all of a sudden we're equal. Mm. And uh, there's a, I think there's a moral aspect to that. To say like, this is something which can empower people. Mm. Now, usually the response is, yeah, but it's more dangerous than it is beneficial. I have two responses to that. One is, I don't think that's true. Mm. Uh, yes, it, it is dangerous. It's not dangerous again. It's, it's lethal, lethal. Right. Right. Guns are lethal. Mm-hmm. To have one is to have something which is lethal. But you have other lethal things and you manage them. Right. So there is a way to responsibly manage having a, you know, any lethal thing, really. Sure. Um, <clears throat> that's the difference between a dangerous thing and a lethal thing. Uh, radium is dangerous. You cannot... <laughs> have it in any normal way and have it not be dangerous. Yeah. Right? Chlorine gas is dangerous. These are things which are inherently dangerous. Yep. Always, and even if you use them properly, they are dangerous. dangerous. So uh, a high potential for misuse, a high potential for chaotic outcome, which you didn't... Right. Just exposure to them is dangerous. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Walking on the edge of a cliff... Is dangerous. 
And lethal. And potentially and lethal. lethal. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So uh, the lethality, um, yeah, you have to be careful with them, but it still provides you with uh, all of the benefit of the extended capacity and the, the multiplied force. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I want to I want to ask you this: Have you ever been shot, or shot at another person? I've never been shot. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, really. I um, I know I know a lot about ballistics, and I know a lot about caliber and what things do and don't do. Um, I really I I cannot imagine. Mm. I cannot imagine it. Um, it's it's it is truly tragic. And I'm I'm careful to not lose awareness and conscientious uh, conscientiousness about the lethality of the thing I hold in my hand. Mm. Um, so uh, I've never been in any kind of gun confrontation like that. I've never been shot. I never had a person point a loaded gun at me, mm. threaten me with a gun. Uh, thank God. Yeah. Um, uh, if they had done that within the last X number of years, I probably would have shot them. Mm. Right? You, you know, you threaten make 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 a lethal threat against me. Uh, you know, I if I can't run away, of course, we talked about that previously. That's you know, right. like uh, my my first response is to run. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, there's times you can't run. Yeah. So uh, no, I've I, I I never been shot, and um, and the truth is, I've never ever pointed uh uh. uh a gun at anything other than my television set and um, <laughs> and uh, uh, targets at the range. This season of The Bachelor is horrible. <laughs> well, um, it's uh, I, I I practice a dry fire practice at home. You know where you're there's no ammunition anywhere around, and you just you operate you know you manually operate the gun. Right. Um, you still practice. Uh, muzzle discipline where you don't point the gun at anything you're not willing to destroy right so i uh, you know i don't want to destroy the tv but if there were some accident by some <laughs> miracle you know the ammunition you know came from the room next door and got into the gun you know all that would be ruined was my tv well and that's not um, actually too tragic right i, I um for example i i, I never uh, point a, a, a gun at, at my dogs of course. Right? It's dry fire practice. I know, I know, quote unquote, it's unloaded. I mean, never even jokingly. Right. Never even jokingly. Yeah. So, no, I've, I've never pointed my gun at anything hmm. uh, other than the target. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, you know, obviously I've thought about it. And, um, uh, again, I don't mean to be pithy, but... Uh, there's the worst case scenario. You know, we're talking about uh, things that are worst case scenario yeah. situations. We're talking about when it's really going to potentially be violent. Hmm. And this person is assaulting you and going to hurt you or potentially kill you. Yeah. So um, obviously I don't want to shoot them. Yeah, right. I mean... Uh, you, you have to be a, a psychotic person, a sociopathic person to want to shoot somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 
am I prepared to is a different question, but obviously I don't want to. Yeah, that's different. But here's what I will say, and I mean it, uh, even though it sounds kind of pithy. That's the second worst scenario. Right. There is one scenario worse, mm. and that's they kill me. Yeah. Or one of my family. Yeah. That that's the night that my kids, you know, have no dad. Mm. Yeah, so that's worse. Sad. And I realize that's a very harsh set of considerations to think about. But, okay, that is the one we're talking about. You know, when you, when you uh, talk about a lethal weapon, let's even say it's a less lethal weapon. It's the baseball bat. Yeah. Um, I'm going to swing that bat at somebody's head, right? It would be like you asking me, well, have you ever had a, someone swing a baseball bat at your head? Have you? No, I have not, thank okay. God. Yeah, right. Although I've swung a baseball bat hundreds of times, right? But always, obviously, in a safe and responsible way. Wearing a helmet at a baseball, at a baseball right, game. At a baseball, right. a softball game. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, the least lethal I, I don't even have a baseball bat. Okay. <laughs> right. But, um, uh, you know, you didn't ask me, you know, uh, did, did you ever swing a bat at anybody? Right. Right. Because, no, obviously, like, but... The severity of such a thing is, is nonetheless, like, that would be pretty awful. Mm. What a terrible outcome that I swung a bat at some guy's head. Yeah. I mean, there's no question that you would ruin their life. Maybe not kill them, but certainly. Certainly. Some potentially lethal. Potential long-term damage. Right, and definitely devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, back before there were guns. There were clubs. There were clubs. People rocks. hit each other over the head with sticks. Yeah. Let me but to that point. Sure. Let me ask you this: Do you think the world is getting less lethal, or not? Oh, that's a very interesting question. Um, I really love that question. Mm. A little water break. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my here's my understanding of it. Right. Uh, my understanding is that the answer is yes that wars are less lethal than they used to be mm. on the individual level. That even though our weaponry on a big, you know, global missiles kind of scale yeah. is so potentially powerful, um, we don't use that stuff that much. Mm. And um, when you consider... Uh, lining up 10,000 people with spears and swords on one side mm. and lining up 10,000 people with spears and swords on the other side and having them charge at each other until the last man bloody standing compared to modern mm. you know infantry warfare I mean there's there's, there's really no comparison which yeah. is more or less brutal by the way, they're both lethal, of course. Yeah. Right? They're both dead, of course. Yeah. Right. So, um, uh, uh, one uh, uh, one of the advantages of firearms is they allow you to deliver lethal force from a distance. Yeah. Which most weapons do not do. Previous weapons, it's so, it's really the you know you had bows and arrows. That that allows you to do the similar thing. Uh, so uh, uh, guns. You know, allow that on a much more accurate and right, lethal, more right? More precise and much more powerful. Mm. Yeah, um, but you don't have to be close enough to hit them with this with the sword. Mm -hmm. 
to shoot them from far away. Yeah. And so that does allow a less lethality, more right. distance and, um, uh, and maybe less brutality. Hmm. Um, uh, there's, uh, um, uh, many people believe that the great equalizer effect of m- modern firearms has sort of made things less violent. And there's good evidence for that too, that right. yeah. uh, despite the incredible proliferation of firearms, uh, we are experiencing a basically a generational low in interpersonal uh, 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 criminal violence. That's right. Right. So... Yeah, I think there's something to that. And again, uh, I I really do hate to be pithy. I swear it, even though I'm going to do another one. So I got um, a pithy tally counter here. Yeah, that's right. I believe that's three. <laughs> that's three pithy. I think it's three, three pithy comments. <laughs> How many till I get penalized? At a high, uh, we have, have a limit Three of six. yellow cards until yeah. you get a red card. Uh, six, let me know. six pithy comments and I'm going to cut let you Let me off. know when I get a red card. <laughs> yellow cards I don't care about. Um, uh, I think it's a Robert Heinlein quote. And it's thrown around a lot, which is to say an armed society is a polite society. Yeah. That um, if you knew that the other guy was prepared to stand up for themselves, would you be doing what you're doing? No, you might not. You would probably act a little more politely. Yeah. If you knew that when you grabbed me by the wrist, I was going to react and react hard. Right. Yeah, you might not grab me. Probably wouldn't do it. You probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. Right. So, um, and I really do think there's something to that. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think we are living in a time of uh, the, the. My concern with our with the the time in history where we are is not that it is more violent than it's ever been before. Mm. It's that it is more precarious than it's ever been before. Mm, interesting. It's. Uh, our world is unbelievably fragile. Yeah, I feel that. And the consequences are terribly high. Yeah. Um, the, the especially I- internationally, you know, sort of yes. global geopolitical stability. Uh, stability. Yeah. Um, the, the doomsday clock. Mm. Uh, I, I, I take that stuff kind of seriously. Yeah, uh, and I well, think, yeah, I think um, we ought to. Yeah, we live in a time of prosperity and peace, uh, and a reduction of violence that is really, really, really thin. Yeah, I, I I have to agree, and I that fragility scares me. Boy, me too. Yeah, me too. I, I think about it a lot. Mm-hmm, me and, too. And you, as as if you can feel the thinness, you you feel the. I don't know if that's just a self-anxiety thing where you think you can feel it or whatever, but it does feel tangible to those that are aware. Yes, well, I think um, uh, that is uh, your spiritual sensitivity speaking. Mm. Uh, the spiritually sensitive amongst us. Yeah. And I don't mean like sensitive, like, you know, um, uh, tender and timid. Right. I mean those who are aware. Yeah. Are... Um, are sensitive to that uh, fragile balance that that we've struck and how fragile it is and we are uh, um, inclined to be sensitive to the overall fragility of life mm. that whole but for the grace of God mm. uh, who who whose life is so guaranteed and is so unfragile I mean we all live in a 
in, in a very narrow margin. Yeah, definitely. The smallest of things, and and, and that's it. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, speaking uh, on the small and huge scale, you know what I'm saying? Like we're we're this close to be to being outside of our uh, life sustaining zone of the Earth. Where right. it's, it's this improbable right. that there's even any life on any planet. It's we, you know. It's we can only exist within a certain kind of range of temperatures, generally. Right. Yes. You know? Very narrow, actually. Very narrow. And very so very many narrow. Categories. And beyond that, only with incredible intervention. <laughs> and of course, here we are. Like we're gonna go exploring and looking for the perfect place somewhere else. Where? Um, why are we looking for the perfect place somewhere else? Like we're gonna treat it so differently from the perfect place which we have right, right here. here. Yes. Yeah, so. the, the Mars colonizers, uh, I feel, are just missing a huge, huge point. Right. You want to go and explore there once we've sort of worked everything out here? Great. Great. Yeah, let's do that. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. Explore outer space, sure. Um, but uh, I think we'll treat any place we find the way we've treated this place. That's right. And even within, um, within an individual person's margins, you know, uh, the difference between health and, and, and disability. Uh, who, who won't someday be disabled? Yeah. If you live long enough, you will age and your body will decay and you will become less able. Yeah. Uh, so we all live in a very narrow time frame, narrow bubble, narrow way. Yeah. Um, if we live for one year or a thousand years, what difference have we made? Yeah. Right? Think of all the people who have lived who we don't know anything about them. Yeah. Nothing. Nobody, nobody knows anything about them. It's as if they have never been. I think the spiritually sensitive amongst us know that in a certain measure that's true. Yeah. Um, it's why we put our trust in some uh, more distant remembering. And we say, before you, God, there is no forgetting. Hmm. We say, remember us, O God, because we know uh, the memory of us is fragile even. Wow. Yeah, I, I actually think that empowers us in the in the fragile world we have today. I think for modern people, um, that spiritual life, it, it's not old-fashioned. Mm. It, it's it, it's particularly well suited to this to the modern spiritual crisis and the fragility of the modern world. Mm. A, a return to the recognition, so that we might understand what power we do have. And how to make use of it while we have the limited time and place which we have. Mm. Uh, uh, recognizing our fragility is not an invitation to become more fragile. Right. It's to become more powerful. Absolutely. Maybe next time we'll talk about uh, being more powerful. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> and uh, overcoming that bias against uh, becoming powerful and... Um, uh, uh, how to how to show and to maximize the power which we have, our capacity, our capabilities. Mm. It's it's a they go hand in hand, really. I mean, yeah, they really do. It, there's there's two sides of the coin there. That's right. Well, and to go back to the weapons discussion, really, um, uh, 
here I'll, I'll use a good, um, a good music metaphor. Um, owning a piano does not make you a piano player. Yeah. Hey, I have a guitar. <laughs> good for you. Good. This Please does not make it. you a guitar player. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, being a guitar player doesn't make you a good guitar player. Yeah. We certainly talked about that, where there's a difference between being able to do something and being able to do it well. Yeah. Um, uh, most people can operate a firearm, but most people are not marksmen. True. It's not the arrow. It's the archer. Yeah. That's a really important lesson about weapons. A weapon does not make you something which you're not. Mm. It multiplies what you are capable of. Yeah, interesting. Um, it Look, a weapon makes it easier for an evil person to do evil things. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, that's not a revelation yeah, that's that not, I have yeah. here, right? Uh, and also true that it makes it easier for a good person to do good things, hmm. protect, defend. Yeah. Um. So it having a sword does not make you a a talented swordsman, mm. nor does it make you a pirate or a soldier. Yeah, that's an internal decision. Right. Those, the, it simply magnifies and multiplies and allows you to project so what, you, what, what and who you are. Mm. Um, again, I'm not the first to say this, but I, I believe there's more good people than bad people. So it doesn't bother me that people have weapons because I think, well, good for you. You're able to defend yourself. You don't r- rely on uh, on some a- external force to defend you and yours. So that's good, I think, all yeah. around. But also, I believe, like again, like there's more good people than bad people, and um, us good folks might someday have to dissuade those bad folks from doing what they want to do. Yeah, and they won't likely be dissuaded by uh, a-, a gentle conversation. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think just, just the possession of, of a weapon doesn't make you a, a powerful person. <clears throat> yeah. Unless you know how to use it, know when to use it, when not to use it. Yeah. How to wield something properly. That makes you a powerful person. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That All was right. that was good. That was good. Do you, is, is that the episode? Do you want to do? It? Yeah, <laughs> do sure. I think it is. I, I think um, that's the episode, y'all. Yeah, that's right. Uh, listen, uh, if you all want to talk to me about weapons, I, I understand that some of what I said is uh, very controversial. Mm. Um, uh, just so you know, the reason Marshall asked is that the is that the episode is because we didn't really intend to talk about this. We had a whole other episode in mind, <laughs> um, but that's okay because that is the way we roll. That's the way we um, roll. Uh, but if, if if you all want to talk to me about weapons or about uh, if you disagree with me, I, I understand and I'm open to engaging in a conversation about that. Um, you know how to reach me uh, through uh, my Facebook page, which is Black Belt Rabbi, uh, or through uh, my email, which is rabbi at hillelnori.com. I really like to hear from you. 
uh, in either of those uh, places. Uh, also, don't forget, please, to subscribe uh, and to leave a review and to share uh, this podcast with your friends. Uh, it's a swift kick in the soul, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again, Marshall. Thank you, Hello. Always a pleasure. All right, see you next time.